Greetings, Webcology listeners. The ecosystem of the web marketing world is always changing. Technology, and more importantly, radio is evolving. Introducing the next evolution of radio technology for web marketers, the webmasterradio.fm mobile app for iPhone and Android. Listen live, download new shows daily, and stay connected through our social media network. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play now. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. webmasterradio.fm. It is the 28th of March, 2013. This is Jim Hatcher from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And you're joining us on another conference week. Uh, last week was SMX Toronto. This week was SES New York. And so, Dave, I got to tell you, man, I am racked, dead, tired. <laughs> Got back from New York at stupid o'clock this morning. Um, really, this is the I, I've been I've been working this morning, sort of half-heartedly, like because uh, I'm just so tired. Um, so this is the last of my energy. Uh, but we're going into a four-day weekend in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so I get to recover all weekend. But I'm certainly I'm certainly coming down with the conference flu. You know, like when you when you travel and you shake thousands of hands and. You're gonna get sick. It's gonna happen. So, you know, Mudge, you might try to fight that off by inundating that bacteria with alcohol. You know, uh, you know what? I already tried that. As a matter oh. of fact, I have uh, Webmaster Radio to thank for that. We did Search Bash in uh, New York City at the Hudson Terrace on Tuesday. Great party. Um, really, actually, it's. Probably good to thank our sponsors. And Brasco may have to jump in here because, um, you know, I, I was uh, – <laughs> don't know if I'm going to hit them all, but the Internet Marketing Ninjas, Applied SEO, and Brasco, who was the third sponsor? We had Applied SEO, we had Internet Marketing Ninjas, and there was a third group whose name is absolutely escaping me. I, I got it. It's uh, Analytics SEO, Page and One they- Power. And um, Power. Those were yeah. our sponsors. Uh, and so I got to say thank you to them. Oh, sorry. On, uh, Did I s- sorry, I just got a note from Brasco. Did I say applied? Because it's analytics SEO if I, if, I got, yes. uh, if I got that wrong. So my, my apologies. Oh, I said applied SEO. That was my mistake. Oh. <laughs> okay, just, to, just for the record, <laughs> radio.fm and the show Webcology would like to thank our sponsors, Internet Marketing Ninjas, <laughs> Analytics SEO, and Page One Power. There, I said it in radio voice, so it counts. <laughs> Nicely done. Well, well covered. That'll be the clip. <laughs> I should hope so. Um, phenomenal party. Great attendance. Um, I, I haven't seen the attendance records yet, but I'm guesstimating that we had between uh, 450 and 500 people that went through that party. Um, the conference itself was excellent. I got to. Uh, I got to. I got to say to um, the the group over at Incisive Media, you guys knocked it out of the park this time. Um, SES New York was, you know, it's still going on. Um, I I came back a day early, 
but SES New York, for me, was amazing. Uh, well done, guys. <laughs> well, that, you know, that, that leads me to, uh, to some obvious questions, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. There's two conferences, I mean, two radio shows in a row where I'm going to end up interviewing you a little bit. Uh, so please, uh, to all my listeners, uh, welcome my guest, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Um, what were some takeaways? What, uh, what were people talking about on the ground there? Like the, 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 you know, I mean, we cover the news every week, but what's really exciting to people? Um, what are the hot topics that people are really discussing about? And, uh, and you know, kind of what sessions are the, are the most packed? What subjects are they about? Okay, I can't tell you a lot about the sessions because I didn't actually make the, make make it to any sessions. I was uh, I was a working man when I was down there. I went down on a webmaster radio press pass, and so you know when you get a press pass, you got to work to earn it. Um, <sighs> I did um, <laughs> eight or nine uh, significant interviews in uh, in the uh, eight hours or so that I was on the trade show floor. So I didn't actually get to any of the sessions, and another of the reasons was. This conference was held in the um, Marriott Marquis in Times Square. And if anyone's ever been to that hotel, it's a gorgeous, fantabulous hotel. But the conference was on four different floors. You know, you had registration in the trade show on one floor and um, the lunchroom on another floor and session rooms uh, spanning two other floors. So it was hard to get from trade show floor up to the floor where the... uh, where the sessions were being held, um, it easily a five-minute trip there and back. And when you have a when you have a number of interviews and your time is scheduled uh, like ours was, it's hard to jump up and down between the between the spaces. So we'll have to leave it to other show hosts um, who were actually in the sessions. And it was a lot of webmaster radio personalities at the at SF New York. It was great to see them. Um, I just got a note from studio. The lobby was on the eighth floor. The main bar was separate, too, which, as you know, I'm sure you're aware, Dave, uh, really puts a crimp in a lot of people's plans. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I gotta, I, fun time was had by all. Um, we, um, The Webmaster Radio crew actually ended up going out for our supper at 3 a.m. Wednesday morning. We, got, we, we were able to do lunch on Tuesday, and then the day just got away from us, and suddenly it was time to go down to the Hudson Terrace and set up for the party. We had meant to eat, you know, several times. Somebody had said, hey, we should go grab something to eat, and there was always something else to do. So, we didn't end up eating until three in the morning. Um, What did that have to do with anything? I'm so tired, I'm losing track. (laughs) Um... Suffice it to say, everyone had a really good time. Well, now speaking of good times, this this happens every conference. There is there is one tale. So this is more on a personal note, but uh, to you know, it'll give our listeners an idea of you know any that might not have attended some of these conferences. Uh, you know what what they're kind of in for. Were there any great moments? It, it can have to do with uh, you know whatever conversations you had or interviews you were doing right down to you know just stories of what happened when you were there i know you know from uh, like san jose 2007 it was the we controlled the internet drunken 20 year old crew uh, marching down the street that sticks in my head as as the, the the personal you know sort of takeaway from that one that captures that moment um any big uh, you know sort of awesome moments that'll stick in your head for uh, for years to come well 
I had a number of personal awesome moments. Um, number one, Dave. You know, we've been doing this show for six, maybe seven years now. I had no idea how popular our show is with uh, with the search marketing crowd. I had people coming up to us who I'd never met before wanting to shake my hand because, you know, I'm, I'm one of the hosts of Webcology. Oh. Now people coming, I listen to you guys all the time. And you, you, it's a great feeling when that happens, but you never really know what to say back, right? Because <laughs> we own companies, we do work, uh, we try to share love and knowledge with the community, and getting that kind of overt appreciation is, um, you never get used to it. I mean, and not that people shouldn't do it, really, they should, but you never get used to it. And you always feel like, well, you know, it's nothing. It's just what we do, right? Right. Um, what it really impacts people and having people come up to you and say wow i listen to your show i um i really value what you guys do it uh it makes it real it brings it home and that that was an awesome feeling i got to talk with with the extraordinary and smarty um you remember the the she's a ukrainian seo mhm 6 months ago she picked up her and her family and moved to upstate New York to work with Jim Boykin and the Internet Marketing Ninjas. Yep. This woman I've... has such an incredible story. And next week, we're going to play it on Webcology. It's probably also going to be part of the, um, the Webmaster Radio SES coverage. But I, I really want to play the, uh, the, the 20 minutes or so I had with Anne on our show next week after after um, the engineers had time to, 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 to edit out all the background noise because I am in awe of this technologist, Ann Smarty, brilliant woman. Jim Boykin headhunted. Jim Boykin went to the Ukraine to talk to her personally, to headhunt her, to bring her back to America. So wow. she... And that, for me, was uh, was a was a personal highlight. Getting to talk to her had a uh, amazing conversation with Stefan Spencer. Um, easily one of the how, how would you just how would I describe it? You know what? Stefan is the futurist in the SEO community. He's the guy who's looking forward five or six years. You know, putting a number of signals together to figure out where the industry and where Google is going. Um, wonderful conversation with him. What else was there that was a great highlight? I mean, uh, you know what? Seeing people is always a great highlight. Yeah. I actually haven't seen Darren and Brandy for maybe a year and a half. I haven't actually seen them in person. And we're talking to them all the time, but um, I haven't actually seen them in person. So hanging out with Darren and Brandy, it's always fun. Weird stuff is going to happen. It's just, it's just how it goes with those. <laughs> Anybody who's met them knows that's true. And you know what? It's always fun. It's always beautiful. It's always for the common good. But it's always going to be kind of funny and weird, too. <laughs> oh. um, and I heard a rumor. I'm not going to tell you from where. Apparently, you have a story for me. Apparently, it involves an elevator. That's all I know. Well, all I know. show goes on and uh you, know, you mentioned that you have the, you're a little bit weird about heights eh 
I am, yeah. So the way the Marquis Marriott in Times Square is configured, it's a um, 48-story building. It's a tall building. And the elevators are all in one big central column. And the hotel itself um, circles the column of elevators, okay? Okay. There's no buttons on the elevators. You have to select your floor before you get onto the elevator, and then the elevator just automatically takes you to whichever floor you'd selected. Now, here's the thing. The elevators are all glass. So you're looking out on the, well, I guess what, the lobby and the various tiers at the, the of floors that the rooms are on. Yeah. And these things are fast. I mean, like, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly how quickly they were going. We're easily 30 miles an hour or more. You hardly notice. So zoom, you're at your floor. Zoom, you've gone up 30 miles. Um, and beneath you is air, emptiness. It's an amazing discombobulating experience. And Dave, if he... There was one point, uh, after Search Bash, there had to be 15 guys on the elevator I was on, and we were going up like 30-some-odd floors. And I was trying to do the calculation, because I'm a good 200 pounds myself. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I was standing like as close to the door as possible, figuring I need off as quickly as I can get out of here, because I got the same heights, too. But, you know, as any listener of Webcology knows, I had quite the history um, when I was a, a teenager and uh, early 20-something um, with, um, how do we say this politely? Uh, mind-altering chemicals. That's it. Mind-altering chemicals. And, um, wow, am I glad I did all that stuff, because those elevators rocked! <laughs> Okay, I, I will say I probably would have been tempted to take the stairs. <laughs> um, 42 stories is, is quite high. That, that is, that is. That would have been my workout for the day. <laughs> I would have done it. Of course, not that you needed at conferences. I don't even know how much time you spend on your feet there. I'd love to get one of those uh, counters to see how many steps you take on an average day at a conference. Um, I think your friend of mine, Simon. Uh, Hesseltine uh, uses one of those, so maybe I should just ask him how many uh, how many steps you take at a conference. But I got to hang out with Simon for probably about a half hour. Um, it was actually funny. Uh, myself, Miller, and um, Mel Mel Carson were all sort of hanging out with each other at the um, at the, the the social mixer on Tuesday night before search. Yeah. Mel and Simon are Brits. Miranda and I are Canadians. And we're standing there as this little expat group. Um, you know, <laughs> our, our colonial cousins. And um, I'm going to leave it at that. It was pretty funny. I got to hang out with Simon, though. Simon's one of my favorite people in the industry. Uh, Simon Heseltine, director of uh, search at AOL, or director of search marketing at AOL. Um, Great conversation. One of the one of the wittiest guys in the in the industry, and uh, we'll have to we'll have to ask him to check his pedometer. I tore the I tore the stitch out of my patent leather shoes dancing at Search Bash. 
Seriously, I blew my left shoe. Oh, well, see, you're adding to those steps we were talking about. <laughs> um, wow, you know what? There's so much I could tell you about what happened. What I strongly recommend is everybody check out Webmaster Radio's um, SCS session highlights. Check out our uh, the interviews that we gathered. I know out there with a the recorder. Brasca was out there with a the recorder. I was out there with a the recorder. There's some great stuff that we're, we're, we're going to have coming up in the next few days. But again, the crew just got back to the studio somewhere around stupid o'clock this morning. And I don't think there's going to be a lot of editing work done until tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> so check out, check you know, starting over the weekend or um, next Monday, check Webmaster Radio, check our blog feed, check iTunes, wherever, wherever these shows and check the SES coverage. There is gold in them, their interviews. I look forward to it. I know I will be. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, next, next major conference, actually, I think the next major conference is going to be PubCon NOLA, PubCon New Orleans. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it or not. I know that my partner, Alan Kinect is speaking on a, on a couple, couple panels down there, but um, I hear rumors that there might be a search bash. Just, just rumors I was hearing. So, PubCon NOLA. Anyone going to PubCon in New Orleans, watch this space. If you do see that there's a search bash happening, sign up for it, get out to it. We, this is our way of saying thank you to the community for, you know, for listening in and being, uh, you know, supporting the station. And it's a great deal of fun, amazing networking opportunities. Indeed. What else is there? What else happened in the world this week? You know, I was away all this week, so I don't even know what happened. I no, I, I'm thinking it is now 18 past, and, and I, I do have some news for us, and, and we can have some great discussions, but I'm just putting this past you. Do you think it's time for a break? This is also my way of lining up Brasco to be prepped for it. <laughs> I think it's so much time for a break that I'm going to say, friends, you're listening to Webcology. It's 18 minutes past the hour. Um. Eastern time. It's probably 18 minutes past the time, too. What did... Yo, you're listening to Webcology at webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. We have some fun coming up in just a few minutes. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. 
Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's about 21 past the hour. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And, uh, you know, going, going into break, I had said I've been out of, you know, when you're at conferences, you don't feel like you're in the real world. You're in this like fantasy bubble with uh, thousands of other incredibly smart search technologists, and you know sometimes it's hard to pay attention to the stuff that actually many of us are writing about. So, Dave, what's what's been going on the last few days? Well, let's start with something that I know is going to be uh, near and dear to you, and that I'm really interested in seeing months from now. Um, people, I, I find this hilarious. Uh, people got to enter a contest, as as you already know, and many of our listeners do. Uh, and and the winners of this contest got the great pleasure of giving Google fifteen hundred bucks. But as their perk, um, yeah, there's probably a lot of adverts advertising going. I wish that's all I had to give them. Um, <laughs> So, but they they get the uh, the great pleasure of uh, of of being among the first eight thousand to uh, potentially violate vast areas of their privacy and uh, wear some Google glasses. Oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I wanted to win this. <laughs> this is like the Tim Hortons roll up the rim contest. You got to spend a whole bunch of money and you never get to win. I never get to win these contests. I'm so sad. But, I mean, seriously, Dave, you, you, you want a beta test Google Glass. You know what I did? I, I talk about the privacy concerns. I view them as entirely um, legitimate. There's, there's huge issues and, and a lot of questions that need to be answered. And, I mean, this is a technology I am we, – we've had this discussion. I am not one to see, hey, a whole bunch of new laws built around a bunch of stuff. I don't find that – um, you know, dumping a whole bunch of laws onto 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 you know the books um, is necessarily the best route to go. Um, but there's definitely a lot of concerns with these things, like you know, it's taking constant scans. How culpable is the person being scanned? Like, what can be done with this? You got a bunch of people walking around with cameras all the time, um, you know, constantly recording and sending that to a to a third party. So, you know, there, there's a lot of privacy concerns, but. If I had won, or, or if a box showed up on my desk today with a pair of these things, would I strap one on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, 
it, it is just a really, really cool idea. Um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what, uh, what comes of it. I, I think, to me, more than just what it is, is what it means um, as things progress and, and what it means to us as marketers and how, I mean, does anything reflect a change in the way users can be interacted with, um, including myself, um, than, than these glasses? I mean, it's, it's unparalleled. So I, was, I had this great conversation, as, as I said earlier, with Stefan Spencer, and some of the conversation touched on Google Glass and the implications of it. And Stefan said something really, I mean, he said a lot of stuff that was really wise, but this one, this comment particularly stood out to me. Imagine three or four years from now, when Google Glass is, you know, it's standard. Everyone, you know, you have it. It's it's like a like a mobile phone. Everyone can get can get a copy, can get a pair, can get a mobile phone. You know that your competition, that other business people, are using Google Glass, okay? And you're you're doing some business negotiation, or you're, you know, talking about a contract. Don't you want to have access to the same reference material they do? You need to use Google Glass because your competitors are going to be, because other people you work with are going to be, and you know how it is. You, you have to be moving as quickly. You have to be as up to speed as everybody else. Yeah? Oh, most definitely. Um, you are going to have to wear Google. You're going to have to use Google Glass regardless of privacy implications, regardless of your own personal feelings on privacy. And what I'm hoping is that unwritten conventions will start to form around the use of Google Glass. Much like, you know the concept of, of netiquette, right? Like you don't use all caps with messages and stuff like that? Well, that's, those are unwritten rules. That's the etiquette of the web. Google Glass is going to change all the rules. Google Glass is going to change, as you said, it's going to absolutely change our relationship with technology. We're going to become part of technology. We're becoming cyborgs. That's the way it is. Like it or lump it. That's the, the best word for it is cyborg. And an etiquette will have to form around that. You're really impolite if you're using um, the Google X-ray glasses feature. <laughs> <laughs> And think of all those poor comic book advertisers this is going to put out of uh, out of business, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's, seriously, um, well, Google Glass is in its final public beta right now. We're expecting them to be on the market later this year or early next year. So, hey, friends, everything is about to change like you wouldn't believe. We have to uh, we have to get used to this. It's coming. There's no way to avoid it. It's this is a freight train that cannot be stopped, and probably should not be stopped. No, it's great. I mean, well, you too. I mean, we look at it to to the future of things, um, and I mean, as a marketer, don't you just basically salivate at the idea of being able to hit people when they're just looking at a building with the ad for the pizza shop that you're marketing that's inside that building. <laughs> like, um, which, I mean, you know that's going to be a use. That's, that's the point. Um, well, okay, let's say the point is to provide great information to people as they travel around the world. But <laughs> Google doesn't develop these. 
<laughs> that's well, we we've said it before, and you know, I'll, I'll note it again. Google is not a search company or an information company; they're an advertising company. And fair enough, they need to need to profit, and these are going to be a, an additional source of that profit. What I love about them is they get to charge people for them to advertise. <laughs> what, a, what a great gimmick they had uh, they had going on there. What to, I mean, on the current set of Google glasses, not a, a, as big a privacy concern for me. Because it's very, very clear. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a picture um, of Mr. Bryn right now with him on. It's really clear. I know when I'm being looked at. That's just, that's that. But you know that's not going to be the case always, right? They, you know, Versace is going to start building glasses with these in if the popularity is high enough. Absolutely. Right? Things like that. So that's, I think, more where the, uh, where the, the privacy implications will come in is if you have no reasonable idea that I have them on my head, um, you know what? But yet, I'm filming you at the entire time. What sort of? Where does that end? Do I control that material? Okay, that's one thing for me to be able to record somebody. Um, you know, there's there's laws around how that works. But what if that person does something illegal? While I'm just looking at them. Okay, now <laughs> they had no reasonable grounds to believe that they were being watched, or, or no reasonable ability to believe they were being watched and recorded. And now all of that data is is sitting on a on a server, um, you know, in 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 one of the Google Plexes. Which okay, we can go. We shouldn't do things that are illegal, but, <laughs> but you know, what, uh, I mean, at, at the end of the this. day, sorry. how many times a day do you do something illegal? I know where your office is, and yeah. I know that it's um, a good hundred meters between stoplights. I uh, never jaywalk. <laughs> you do so. You go across to grab pizza and you come back again. I know for a fact you do because I've done it with you. <laughs> Blanchard Street, you know? I mean, seriously, you don't want to walk up Blanchard to uh, to uh, 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 Fort Street to get the lights. You can grab your pizza. You're going you're gonna to diagonal it if you can. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. It's time. That's breaking the law. Yeah. So you probably break the law uh, in, in very minor ways. At least a couple more times a day. day. Um, I know I do. I, I, I crossed a major street to get from uh, the airport shuttle bus to the subway so I could go home last night. Now, if I was being filmed, you know, maybe 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 suddenly we're all going to be like red light cameras, you know. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, there's there's incredible privacy applications, and and then my question is, who owns the data I collect? That's that's my big question. Um, and, and and here's, of course, a concern. Now, this is more a concern for, for people like you or me or, or Simon, basically people outside of the U.S. I mean, if you're in the U.S., this has to always apply at, at all times. Um, but now, all of a sudden, our data, what I'm seeing around me, is being stored on, on U.S. servers. That's right. And so, that means... There's the Patriot Act. Um, and, and that it's accessible by the government at any time. Um, so... You know, there, there, there are some, some significant concerns that I have about it. But to answer your question, am I excited about it? Oh, heck yeah. Would oh, I put yes. a pair on if it was given to me? Oh, heck yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. I mean, like, seriously, we understand the implications. <laughs> and it is crack and heroin mixed together into a super drug. We need this. Yeah. Um, well, and I think that's the thing. I mean, and fortunately, I mean, I think for people like you or me, and, and, and hopefully uh, certainly a lot of our longtime listeners, because they'll have heard a lot of our shows on privacy um, and, and, you know, with, with some lawyers and stuff like that over the years, um, understanding what the implications are, I think, is 
is the cure. I understand what these things are capable of doing. And so in said environments, you know what to do with your glasses, right? You know when to put them away. You know when not to. You know what that you can always be seen. Um, so here's, great. Here's okay, I understand. For you. Here's an implication that has nothing, nothing to do with privacy, okay? This has okay. to do with search marketing, how rankings are formulated, and how um, Google decides that this business should get energy while this other business doesn't get energy. Personal interaction. How many people walk into uh, store or franchise A, B, C, or D? How many people walk into store or franchise E, F, G, and H? If more people are going into A, B, C, or D than E, e F, G, or H, don't you think A, B, C, or D are going to get more better rankings in the long run or mm-hmm. better placement in the, in, within the Google environment? So this is, this is the ultimate feedback machine when it comes to consumer habits. Well, and I'll, 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 I'll take you one, well, no, not further, one lateral to that and, and food for thought for, for our friends who run brick and mortar. Is it, is it a, a big leap um, for me to envision a world where I walk into, I don't know, whatever, future shop, right? I got one close by here and I'm looking at a product and all of a sudden firing up is all the cheapest places that I could be ordering that product online. Oh, dude, that, you know that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so what's that going to do for brick and mortars? It's going, to, it's going to force them to constantly display the lowest price possible, right. which is part of the great race to the bottom when it comes to, you know, when it comes to wages, when it comes to customer service, um, when it comes to anything you can cut so that you're still making a profit per unit, which, you know, we're, we're businessmen, we're business people. You understand this has to happen. You've got to make profit per unit or you really ain't in business anymore, Right. Right. Um, but then you, you hit that problem is, do I want to go in and and be able to actually see and, and touch a product, right? I mean, a bit, as a business, I mean, you, you've been in and, and um, in fact, I mean, it was, it was a, a cyber cafe, but, you know, run essentially a brick and mortar business. Well, the people could be doing it at home, right? And, and what's the cost difference between having a nice, um, you know, like a, heck, I'll just go with the example I went with, like a future shop, not to give them some free advertising here, Um and, you know, and, and having to actually own a business, you know, make sure the floors look good, make sure that, you know, your staff are friendly and, you know, they have the right outfits on and stuff. And running a warehouse. <laughs> and it's like the rent is cheaper per foot. You can stock stuff on top of each other. Don't worry about dust. Doesn't matter. Just clear it off when you're packing the thing. Um, deal, Dave. I mean, like, I had a cyber cafe. And <laughs> this is back in, like, what, 1993, 94. And our big brag was we were the fastest connection outside of government on Vancouver Island. We had, a, we had a T1 line going into that cafe. And back then, T1 was, I mean, that was the, that was the max. You, you weren't going faster than that. Right. That was like, that was beautiful, straight-up fiber. We were put out of business in part because Victoria, British Columbia, on Vancouver Island, was one of the first communities to receive high-speed internet for home subscribers. That was in, like, 1995. So why should people come to my cafe to get high-speed internet when, for $40 a month, they were able to, to subscribe to it from their local cable provider? Right. The environment um, surpassed what my business had to offer the public. 
Right. As happens. And, and naturally, I, there was no no way for me to evolve. So naturally, I didn't evolve, and I went out of business. Now, it's gross. It's cold. It's hard. It's awful. It sucked. I went into the tune of a hundred grand in debt because of it. But that's Earth. It sucked. I spent much of my career paying back that debt. But that's the way Earth works. You, if you cannot adapt, you're in trouble. <laughs> and <laughs> this is a massive adaptation point. Yes. It'll be interesting to see how this works out. Um, and there's going to be a lot of trouble for it. But evolution tends to bring out the best of every species in the long run. Oh, very, very true. And I'm really hoping that this brings out the best, not necessarily the best of humanity, but, you know, when you, when you think of the, the world technolo- of technology as an ecosystem, this is going to radically change the ecosystem and it's going to force the rest of us to adapt to those changes. Those of us who adapt quickly and wisely will do quite well. Those of us who don't, well, you know, there's always footnotes in history. <laughs> The trick is not being one. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, 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 until it's time. We're all going to be footnotes in history one day, but not me, not today. Right. No, and that's, I mean, you, you bring up a valid point, uh, and that's the way our, the, the core of our, our economic structure is, is built. Um, just, uh, you know, I suppose this is where those will need to innovate. You will have to have a, a better, you know, offer better, offer more. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, while I might be happy ordering my computer um, online, why? Because if the thing breaks, I can tear the thing apart. Hell, I've ordered the warranties within about 20 minutes opening the box. <laughs> so, um, you know, that, that's, that's fine for me. Um, but, you know, fortunately for brick and mortars, if they adapt well enough, they will stay in business because not everybody wants the cheapest. Some people need to have the support that you know you can get um, by being able to walk into a shop and go, hey, this thing broke. Yeah. There's a you know there's a bunch of different a bunch of, and that may actually be a really good show topic or topic for articles because again this is a freight train it's coming at us folks there's no way to stop it and you know what we shouldn't want to stop it it's the future is going to be crazy the future is going to be beautiful the future is going to be radically amazing the future is going to be terrifying it's going to be all of that and more but that's how the future has always been yeah. It's happening a lot faster now. Um, just, I know we got to take a break here shortly, but uh, I knew I knew I'd seen it. Um, couldn't remember where it was. Just just posted the link. But anyway, um, I'll just know it's over on dailyfinance.com. Uh, and to this point, and, and interestingly, and I wonder if more businesses will do this. Um, there's a business over in Australia. It's it's unnamed in in the article um, that has actually started. They they just charge people. There's a big notice on their door. Um, if you walk through the door and browse but don't buy anything, it costs you five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> they had found that their company was losing so much by people coming in, trying stuff on, you know, finding exactly what was going to be great, leaving, and then buying the stuff online. So they charge uh, them a five dollar surcharge just to. They charge them a five dollar surcharge that is applied um, to your to your sale if you choose to buy anything. How do they know? Like honestly, how can, I was just call, I was just calling my sister. I swear to God, how do they know? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, that's, you do hit kind of a, an interesting spot there where, 
you could almost dissuade people because I know I have walked into stores just killing time, not having any clue whether I was going to, you know, I wasn't in there to buy anything, but hey, you know, this is a super nerdy toy or something. <laughs> like, oh, okay, you know, I'll, I'll spot it and I'll, I'll buy it because that's, you know, the way it went. Um, you know, so now you won't get those people who really are just going in to see if they feel like buying anything and they're just killing time and uh, don't know what they want. Uh, you know, these are most consumers, right? We don't know what we want most of the time. We see it and go, hey, I like that. And, you know, it costs X dollars. I can afford that. Okay, great. Or, hey, I got room on my Amex, more likely. Uh, <laughs> I, I can I can afford that. I won't worry about that for another month. Um, you know, so, but but interesting. And, uh, you know, that the, they did it. I'll be, I'll be interested to see how that, uh, how that goes over time and what happens to their business. Uh, well, I mean, and here's the deal. Here's something that, that, that business people, brick and mortar, well, I know we've got to take a break in a couple of seconds, but here's brick and mortar people have to do this. Pay attention to what your peers are up to. Always. I mean, and, and this, go, this goes double in the new age that we're walking into. I spend a lot of time paying attention to what other SEO companies are doing, what other search marketing firms are doing, hiring and firing, the techniques they use, the challenges they face running their business because, well, those challenges will be my challenges if I don't pay attention to what other people are doing. And it's not that I mean to be invasive. It's not that I mean to, like, you know, track my peers or anything, which, in fact, I'm doing. But I'm doing it to, you know, try to make sure that when those challenges face digital always that that me my partner alan and our, and the, the 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 folks who help manage our business for us are you know psychologically or intellectually prepared because we know what's coming mm-hmm. um if you're running a brick and mortar check out what those guys in australia are doing Check out what other people are doing to deal with the new business challenges because they are going to be manifest. Yeah, but, but if you got the right mix, if you learn, if you learn what to do, you'll be okay. You'll have to work harder, yeah. But we all got to work harder. But you'll be okay. You'll survive it. But you got to pay attention. You know, indeed. Okay, on that, it's uh, it's forty two to the hour. We're a couple seconds late to take our break. Um, so I'm going to do this now. Um, on behalf of Dave Davies from, Be- from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 28th of March, 2013. we got another segment coming up after these messages. Stay tuned. More fun coming. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only... 
Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Time now for another exciting episode of Face of Analytics. Brought to you by AnalyticsSEO.com. In our last adventure, our hero was fending off his evil nemesis, Rhino the Algo. Oh, that ruthless Rhino has updated the algorithm again, and our website is falling down the ranking fast. Have no fear. Use our automated SEO tool to stay updated and to monitor your site with detailed reports. Or use our multi-site project management tool to manage all of your sites to stay on top. Take it from our fearless friend and be your own SEO hero with AnalyticsSEO.com. Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And that was... Uh, that sounded that that last commercial sounded like a comic book. <laughs> Weird, eh? I mean, um, yeah. I think uh, uh, theater of the mind, folks. Theater of the mind. That's what that's what we do here on radio. <laughs> oh, that was fun. I really, I, I'm really enjoying a lot of the Webmaster Radio commercials, especially now that I'm not writing them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so what's next? What if, where are we going next, Dave? Well, we can chat Amazon. Um, as and, long as uh, there's still an Amazon to chat about, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's some big news for our listeners who don't know. Uh, basically, uh, Google's going toe-to-toe with Amazon. <laughs> How are they doing this? Uh, basically, um, they are, now they're, they're just testing it, but you know, you know Google, right? I mean, they, we're testing it, and they're testing it in the San Francisco Bay Area, Um and they are basically starting to offer same day delivery. So the same, well, that, that's what they're, that's what the big launch is. Um, but basically going toe to toe in product delivery, um, as Amazon is. So, um, one can then assume from that, well, we can extrapolate two things. One of them is just an assumption, but you and I have been in the industry long enough, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have too. We've watched giants climb, we've watched giants you know, crash. Remember when Yahoo used to be awesome, right? <laughs> um, you know, we, we, we've watched that rise. We've watched that fall of giants. So, you know, one part of this news is obviously how well can Amazon fare competing against Google with the massive um, amount of, of, of product they have access to, right? I mean, they have access to the world of product. <laughs> so, um, you know, how well can they fare? So one part of that story is, of course, um, you know, the, the sort of toe-to-toe nature and will Amazon, you know, manage to survive this? And, and, you know, like we were talking about earlier, what will Amazon do to try and set themselves apart 
um, from what Google can accomplish. And I, for one, would not want to be, no matter how big I am, um, I would not want to be trying to fight Google on something. Um, but the other part of that, and I think more interesting for me and more interesting for you, because I assume that if Google can pull this off well, and they don't always pull stuff off well, um, so, you know, that's, that still have to be said, but let's assume for a second that it really goes well. Um, let's assume for a second that, um, you know, that they, this does get deployed nationally and, and, you know, if they get over the hiccups of, of what would be involved with it internationally at, at that scale, What's really neat to me is what that means for tracking um, and what that means for marketers. Um, and to me, that's, that's actually the bigger takeaway is if they become the e-commerce giant, understanding everything about a transaction from the, the, the point of first intent um, right through to the point of delivery, I mean, that's, that's a, you know, you've got a Google wallet and, you know, they should just buy PayPal, right? <laughs> and then just be done with it, um, you know, to, to understand exactly how the transaction went down. Um, but, I mean, the, the, the massive uh, amount of information um, that they're going to be having it at that point is, is, I mean, we think of them having a, a mountain of information now, and they certainly do. But if they can understand point of first intent, um, right through to, and, and that first intent may be the conversation that they were catching between two friends on Google Glasses, right? And, and carrying through further, um, right through to the delivery of that product. Heck, guys wearing Google Glasses, you see how he interacts with it too, and, and, and what he thinks about it. Um, you know, right through to there, I mean, that's, that's an access to information on human behavior um, that I don't care how in-depth the study goes, the amount of marketing information you could extrapolate from that and, and an understanding of what motivates human beings is unparalleled. It's history. scary how much dirt your vacuum. What? I think Google just showed up to talk about how much dirt my vacuum picks up, and they probably know, too. <laughs> yes, they do. No, okay, so the story is Google is going toe-to-toe with Amazon with same-day delivery of product in the San Francisco Bay Area. Yes. If they pull this off, they're going to pull a big web van and be your home deliverers anywhere in America and ostensibly, when, when they get around to it, anywhere in the world. Yep. That's huge. That's enormous. That's, our- that's, um, that's, that's happening right now. Again, it's a Google thing. I mean, this is a funny... The other day I was asked, in New York, I was asked, um, what do you think about Google Plus? Is there a chance that Google will ever shutter Google Plus? And um, I had to look at the person who asked me the question and say, yeah, well, you know, the problem with your question is it's impossible to answer because this is Google we're talking about. Um, Google Plus is the Google ecosystem now, and make no mistake about this, friends, Google Plus is Google. Okay, That's, that's your ranking machine now is an identity machine. Make no mistake about that. But I couldn't answer the question properly because I had to look at her and say, yeah, I believe Google Plus is here forever, but here's Google's history with new products. Right. With, uh, and so Google Delivery, or what it, I'm not sure what they're calling the program, but we'll call it Google Delivery for the time being. It's Google Shopping Express. Google Shopping Express, okay. Um if it works, of course they're going to roll this out as, as far and wide as possible. And if it doesn't work, they've collected a whole bunch of consumer information on people in the Bay Area, and they will shutter the service. That's how Google operates. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if it makes the money, and it, and incidentally, data can be considered money in the Google in the Google universe. If it makes the money or collects some data, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do this. And I think that um, Bezos and friends over at Amazon, they've um, there is something to worry about here. However, there's also ways to compete with this better service. Um, better returns policy, better shipping policy, better um, wider range of, of product you can buy from. Um, who knows? But it totally fits in with what I think Google is trying to do. Uh, a few months ago, I wrote an article at the Digital Always Media blog, what is, what is Google doing with Google Plus? And in that, I suppose that Google was trying to become the ultimate life, life service. And this just fits right in with that. It definitely does. And I mean, the, the thing is, to me, um, on this one, and, and we talk about, you know, will it work, will it not? And a lot of that's going to depend on the users, right? What is their experience with this? Um, one of the things, if I lived, say, in the San Francisco area, would I use it? Um, and, and, and here's a, a th- you know, would I choose that over Amazon? Would I choose that over eBay? Would I choose that over, you know, and, and eBay has a, a similar service they launched last year, um, you know, in, in certain metropolitan areas. I think San Francisco was one of them. But um, at, at the end of the day, when it comes to accountability and, and, and risk of potential loss, which is, is what I count on when I'm hoping for good service, right? The, the cost of not giving me good service is so high to you that you will go to the ends of the earth to make sure I'm getting good service. Well, in this case, not only will the retailer tick me off, which is the standard, right? You are going to upset me. I'm not going to be a repeat client. But if Google gets ticked off at you, those effects could cascade much further. Um, for example, let's say they're ranking highly, and we touched on this a little bit earlier. If I'm ranking incredibly highly and, and you know, I'm, I'm up for this service and, you know, I'm, I'm subscribed and, and wonderful – and, and Google gets from that that my service actually sucks um, and that I'm not delivering on time or, you know, I, they're rude when they show up or whatever. What do you suppose is going to happen to your organic rankings um, from that if Google uh, extrapolates that your site does not provide good service? There you go. Um, so I think yeah. the risk of potential loss is incredibly high, which would give me more trust in the, uh, in the service that Google's offering. Okay, we're down to our last minute. Um, one more takeaway from SES New York, and it's actually something I learned about, um, well, about your friend and mine, Ross, Ross Dunn and John Carecut. They're the host of SEO 101. And uh, I had somebody come up to me uh, at SES New York and say, I love your show, but I'm not really sure how to get a hold of you. And so Brasco said, told me that Ross and John, John give out their email addresses at the end of each show which I, th- I think is a, a, a classy thing for them to do. Gives the listeners a chance to ask you know, questions after they've had time to think about it or have listened to the podcast. So Dave, as I, I, I hope you don't mind. I'm, I'm going to share your email address with, uh, with listeners. Are you cool well, with that? I, I think it's a great idea. Well, okay. i got to take us out now, Dave. Thank you so much for another great week. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. Um, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, who can be found at Dave at BeanstalkSEO.com. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, who can be found at Jim at DigitalAlwaysMedia.com. We're going to have to find a, a, a good way to do that. Anyway, friends, thank you for listening. We've had This was a fun show. We love doing the show for you. 
There's great stuff coming up at Webmaster Radio. After these messages, stay tuned, and we'll be, we'll be back next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.